Hello and welcome to the 57th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of our lukewarm takes and Kale's mental breaks, hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the diehard men to my Sam Porter Bridges, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. Link tree there with all of our other sources if you so wish. With that out of the way, Kale, how are you going? Kavinder, I'm fantastic. I'm a million times better than I was last week. My nostrils are clear, the fluid is gone from my lungs, and the death that was slowly clawing at my soul seems to have abated just for a little while. I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm also better. I still have a slight cough, but it has subsided substantially, which is just a win because there was a few days there where I was straight up hacking up a lung. Like, it was yeah. gross. Yeah, and I, again, uh, tip of the little fedora to you. Uh, didn't really hear a lot of them in the recording last week. I think I said at the end I was going to leave a couple in just so you knew that I wasn't joking, and I think I left like one or two in on purpose. We were constantly, constantly yeah, it was, coughing. It, <laughs> it was, was choppy, that one. That was a choppy one for sure, but I'm doing pretty good work. Is, uh, it's a bit annoying, but everything is just working towards me going to Tasmania with Emily, which is going to be rad. And so, yeah, you know, it's always nice to have that thing to look forward to that you can like that reprieve of the day to day grind. So that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. What's the deal with Tasmania anyway? Like what are they? They love apples down there or something? Uh, no, it's more of like a wine seafood vibe, I think. Okay. Okay. It's... So Emily had planned for us to go like oyster shucking, like fresh oysters. And I'm like, okay, so firstly, it's the middle of winter. On the coldest part of Australia, closest to the Arctic as possible. And we're going to be in water getting oysters. And then fortunately for me, when she tried to call them to book it, it's just like a small family-run business. And that's the end of every state school holidays when we're going to be there. So they were like, oh, Uh sorry, that's actually when we take a holiday. And so we couldn't do it because it's... They're just not going to be there. And I was like, yes, <laughs> fuck oysters. <laughs> they taste like shit. Oh, look, I'm, I'm sure they're great people down there. It's just something about like, you know, they're just not on the, a part of the mainland. You know what I mean? Like they're sort of separate and apart. They have that weird arts festival that goes on that freaks me out. The one with all the, like, the upside down crosses and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, it actually it's, looks really fun. I'd be interested. I, I keep do a thinking- bunch of drugs and just... What? <laughs> I keep thinking Goma, but that's not it, is it? No, there is a museum called Mona, which we're going to go to, which is actually that's it, sounds I think. real cool. I think that's, that's it. That's not a festival. Well, I think that's where they have it. Uh, okay, so it's the Museum of uh, museum of New and Old. Uh, there's some, It's like a weird museum, apparently. It's real quirky and weird. And uh, my friend Ryan was like, okay, so... I'm not going to ru- ruin it for you, but when you go in there, on the left-hand side, there's a bar. Now, behind the bar, there's like a little hallway and there's some toilets in there. You have to go into the first door on your right, sit in the cubicle, and just look straight ahead at the door. And I was like, what? And he was like, I, that's all I'm going to say. Just go and do that. And it almost felt like someone, he gave me a quest, and I don't know the, exactly what's going to happen to me when I do this. But he was like, both of you have to go in there and try this. And I was like, is it what? And he was like, just, 
don't ask questions and do what I say. And I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But apparently... Yeah, I've heard this. I'm, I'm giving them uh, a little bit of grief. I know nothing about Tasmania except that it is the Apple Isle. Uh, and they they love apples, so that's all. I like didn't that. know that. I, I really thought it was just wine and seafood. Adelaide is the city of churches. Is that because they... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Are you talking about the city the band came from? Churches. Oh, look, that. It all tracks. It all tracks. Okay. Well, feels like um, in the last few weeks, the how you going really shifted my direction. Have you noticed this? I, I kind of like it. It's honestly because I'm pretty head down trying to, you know, organize house stuff. I just work. You'll see I'm in my bathrobe. Now that I work from home, I rarely change. Like, I shower. Dude, I'm in... I'm in a sweater and track pants, and that is my uniform. But specifically, this is the fucking... What is this brand? I can never remember it. It's got a little, <laughs> a little dachshund on it. Peter Alexander. Oh, I it was be- no, it's the Peter Alexander bathrobe, but I live in it now. It's so warm and toasty to me, and I just... Ooh, P- Peter Alexander, that's bougie, bougie shit. It was a, it was a present. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I guess. I'm not self-conscious. It was a present. It's fine. Yeah, it seemed like you really got real defensive quickly there. I will say, uh, though, anyway. that... We're quickly becoming those people. My wife has a matching pink Peter Alexander bathrobe, and we wear them all day, just all day. Sorry, you, you're saying it like present tense, like becoming, like it's happening currently, but you, you've been that way forever, dude. But like now, it's, now it's more so. Like now it's, I, I take off the clothes underneath and I wash my body, but then I put on fresh clothes, but the same robe returns. And this is every single day now, every single day. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Is that okay? When do you wash the robe? I do. We talked about this today. I do insist the robe is washed. Look, it's probably every fortnight. That's too, f- that's too few, I think, if you're wearing you think it every so? day. I'd say weekly. I feel like a weekly wash is... I'm going to love when my wife listens to this and hears that opinion because uh, she ain't wash it, washing that thing nearly so much as I am. So, this will be some good oh. shame for her to experience. So, like, I appreciate that you're showering and then putting it back on That's with right. fresh clothes underneath, right? I appreciate that. But my problem is that before the shower, you're also wearing it with dirty clothes and dirty skin. Mm. Well, it's again, I'm, it's not dirty because I no longer sweat. <laughs> I no longer leave the house. Or... You're stagnant. You do. You perspire even if you're not. You know, you're still, it's still, like, if you just sit in your house and you don't shower, you're still going to get stinky. Look vaguely. I'm not really a stinky person. I'm I'm basically. Mm, that's what good. everyone says until they don't shower for three days because they work at home. So. Um... But see, that's where I'm different. I still shower twice a day, and I don't leave the house. I love my shower. Okay. 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 Look, I'm. I don't judge. Right. I don't judge. While How we're often on... do you? Uh, I guess. Sorry. While we're on the mind. subject, just what is your stance on the towel? Because if you jump into the shower, get out, you wash yourself with the towel. The towel should, in theory, remain clean, right? Because all it has been used for is, like, the mopping up of clean water from your clean body. Mm -hmm. So, then Mm -hmm. if you leave the towel for a day Mm -hmm. or two and you come back, you repeat the process, the towel, in theory, isn't getting dirty. It's just getting damp. Now, I, okay, so now counterpoint to that. I'm with you because I, I look. I don't. I don't get a new towel every time I shower. That's fucking absurdity. But eventually, you're going to need a new towel, and I'm going to tell you why right now. You're making it damp, and then it's sitting in room temperature air, which is going to build up bacteria on it. That's fair. I suppose there are the uh, the microbes. I'm not considering. Yeah, think of the. Remember, like back in the day when they didn't know that germs existed, and like surgeons would be killing all these people going into them with like dirty hands and not realizing why all their patients are dying until someone was like, "I think there's things that are microscopic that we can't see that are killing them," and they were like, "You're ridiculous, you idiot! That's the dumbest thing we've ever heard." Burn and then him. they, 
And then they started doing like general hygiene before surgery and people kept surviving and they were like, hmm, touche. Touche. Could have saved a lot of lives. But we've learned some lessons and now it's time. Hey, look, that's, that's, how it, that's how it goes, right? You make mistakes and you learn the lessons and we all improve for it. What about video games? You playing any of those? Speaking of mistakes, I did continue to try and play Cyberpunk 2077 and then it hard crashed my PlayStation even now after all this time. And I just stopped. I was like, I'm good. I'm not doing that anymore. I'd believe that, but I've heard that from you like three times this year. So I think you're going <laughs> to go back anyway. I think maybe it'll be a DLC run, like when the DLC maybe drops maybe. I don't know. I, like Part of me really wants to play it and part of me is just not compelled enough to do it. And then the hard lock and it crashing really just like, I'm just get fucked. Get fucked. So <laughs> I gave up on that. Quick smart. Uh, and I, I downloaded Death Stranding Director's Cut. Of course. I, I think I'd mentioned on here that I was considering this. Didn't you again bounce off this game? I feel like you played this <laughs> initially. The first I didn't play director's cut. I played the like just the regular PS4 release. Oh, okay. Uh, and I played. I think I played it for about seven hours, and I think I just kind of got. I don't know. Just it wasn't grabbing me at the time, and I just I just fell off it for some reason. I think a BT killed me, and I didn't quite understand how to not die to them. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't quite get the whole mechanic there, and I think they killed me, and I was on a big run, and I didn't save it, and I lost a pretty big run. And I was like, fuck off, and I just stopped. But then the, I've, I don't know, I've been, it's just something that's been sitting in the back of my mind where I'm like, just play Death Stranding, dude. I think it's good. Like, I think you just need to give yeah. it the time and I think it's good. And I think the problem was the start of the game is quite slow. You don't have very many, like, options. very much equipment and very many options to do things. You just have to do them the way they are. So I actually downloaded the director's cut. I realized I couldn't get my PS4 saved back unless I downloaded the PS4 version and uploaded it from there. So I actually did that because I was like, I don't want to do the start of the game again. And yeah. I went through the rigmarole. And I, I'm, so now I'm like, maybe I'm like 10 hours in, including the seven hours I've done previously. I kind of like it. I think I'm into it. I don't know for sure, but I think I'm into it. Because almost the next mission after what I had died on initially, you get those, uh, the grenades the that suck out your ones. blood. The yeah. ones that kill BTs. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And it's like, they're not hard to kill. It's like one grenade and you can kill like three BTs at once. And it's, it's pretty chill. Yeah. And so I think, I'm, I think I enjoy it. I think I like it a lot. And I don't know what it is, but there's something satisfying about like being like, okay, this is where I'm going. Let's plan my route. So I'm looking at the yeah. map and I'm setting my waypoints and planning my route. And then being like, ooh, this looks like a pretty steep, shitty hill. So I'm going to get like two of my ropes that I need and all this shit. And then you just go along and... You're like, oh, what's this? And someone had just like abandoned a bike. I'm like, this oh, is that's this is me. my bike now. Awesome, thank you for that. And then you just get a bike. And that I don't know, the asynchronous multiplayer is actually kind of nice, and it almost incentivizes me to like think of other people, which yeah. I assume is the intention of the game. Being the whole game is about connecting America, it's the strands, connecting the strands. So I'll find myself like, like if 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 I fall down and like uh one of my grenade packs falls off me i just leave it there and if you get too far away from it you've abandoned it yeah and it goes and then someone one. else it just becomes lost cargo and someone else can pick it up and they can use it um but also like i'll i don't know i i climb up a crazy cliff and i'm like that sucks like i'm i don't know how i got up there that was brutal and so i'll throw a rope behind me and be like that'll help someone probably do exactly yeah. what i just try to do and you can uh do your ping or not your ping your little radar scan you can see other paths that other people took and you can kind of follow them a little bit. And it's just, I don't know, there's something satisfying about it. I find it's like, 
every open world game that exists, the traversal, oh, not everyone, but mostly, traversal is very passive. Yeah, yeah. Like you just, like when I'm playing Horizon, like I'm just getting from A to B and I'm just doing that so I can do whatever happens at B. The actual way I get there is kind of not important. Whereas in this, like I, you're really like careful about every step you take. And you're like, oh, what's, oh, I'm falling over. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's kind of engaging and I, it's almost soothing. That's why I think Kojima deserves so much credit because how can you revolutionize something as simple as walking? In a game, like, and he's done it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, he has, and it's. I, I think I was I, I saw parts of like the skill up review. He skill up dude loved it. It was crazy. Like he yeah. really loved it. But he brought up a good point where he's like, "This is like the most Kojima game ever." Yeah, like <laughs> it's his studio. No one told him no at any point because it was his decision at the end yeah. of the day. So this is like the most Kojima it will ever get. What a crazy vision to pull off. Like, how do you think about this concept and this game in your mind and make it work and it works? And also... It's so crazy. Somehow be fun because on paper, it's the most boring thing ever. Like, you're a delivery man in a post-apocalypse. Like, it's... And, like, the, the first... I remember the first demo that they showed of this game. People were like, is, is that it? Like, it was just like, what do you... So, I'm just delivering packages. And, like, when you reduce it down to just delivering packages, it's it's really kind of sounds shit. But when you actually get into it, it's very fun. I have such good memories of this game. Like, I played it at launch, and it was very... It was even more lonely. Because I don't think this game did, like, really well. It was sort of like a bit of a slow starter. Reviews were all over the shop. But, like, I remember, like, it was a huge deal when I'd run into, like, something someone had left behind. When I jumped back in for the director's cut there was like a lot more stuff going on but like yeah shit i just have memories of being chased by dudes i somehow end up in the river run out of stamina drop everything that i'm trying to like get and like just trying to like frantically get it back together and get away and they do a good job of that like it's high pressure sometimes even though you'll see a little later on like you do get some weapons and it's like it's a pretty average shooter that shouldn't be really be the focus so i tried not to even take them do you have the little like uh the little fucking floaty robot guy that comes with you? You get this like little it's like I don't know, like something you'd have at IKEA but on anti-grav fucking pads and it just like you have a rope, it trails behind you and you can pile shit on it. And I think you can actually get two of them. And that's when things changed for me because it was like me and this little robot and we'd just be trekking and it was very satisfying. Very satisfying time. No, I don't have that yet. So, again, I think the mistake that I made early on, and even when I first tried to play this game, is that I, I was too focused on doing side missions Yeah, I should, at least at the start of the game, just start punching through the story because I think you get a lot of other options for delivering stuff later in the game, like the little robot you get and, like, you get bikes and cars and yeah, yeah. you can carry more in different packs. You get, like, exoskeleton legs and stuff like that that I just don't have access to any of that right now and I think that at the start when I first played it I was like I just feel like there's not many options and I just am doing the same shit again and again and again and that's because I was doing too many side missions that I shouldn't have done. There are very specific points in the story where it feels like you should be doing side quests but I'd, I'd agree you kind of want to power through Jesus but yeah like I mean it's not a spoiler you're crossing America so like when you hit the Rockies and you're in the mountains whole other level like the snowy like, sections yeah it's crazy yeah. and you got like these um i don't know what they are they're like flying foxes but you can like go 
either direction, like up or down on them. You like put these huge pylons down and like other people can use them. And that's super satisfying. You get like a really good one. You're getting, what is it called? Like the kudos or the likes? I think they're likes, but yeah. yeah. And I forget you can like spam them when you get to something and you can get like spam like 50 likes at a time if you want to. Yeah. No, it's it's a really cool game. And like the story comes and goes. Like there's like ups and downs because you sort of do like little episodes or whatever. But like when it gets really interesting, it's it's really interesting. I was like hooked. Oh, I forget the name. It's like Mitt or what? Uh, Troy Baker's like the the antagonist. I can't remember guy. off the top of my head. It, it's something's anyway. Uh, I find like the only thing is like he's kind of just like I think as a character. I, I think found he's just pretty. He's just kind of like same samey, and he's just evil for the sake of being evil. And I don't really understand his motivation at all. You get more of that later on. Honestly, there's a real weird pacing thing where the end is just like all story in a huge dump. And the game kind of changes very drastically. Have like you... the end end? Like the last, like that's the last thing that you see? Or it's... Yeah, like the last several hours of the game is basically like cutscenes and like gameplay segments, but they're more combat-y. Um, the game yeah, changes okay. a lot. Uh, have you seen Mads Mikkelsen in it? I can't remember when he comes in. Uh, yeah, I've seen him, but I usually only see him when I go back to my little base and I plug my BB back into the wall and then you get this flash of like, him. Mad Mickelson's character looking at the BB and talking to it when it was, I guess, you haven't encountered something. him in the game. Like, look uh, again. I, I I played the first seven hours two years ago, so I I don't know. Yeah. I literally had to when I started playing this. I went through all of like the guide logs to like learn how to play the game again because I literally didn't know what yeah. I was doing, where I was going, and I was like, how does this work? And it, so I literally read. 50 logs to be like, that's how I play the game. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's interesting. He like this sort of boss sections with him and i thought they were they were pretty controversial but i thought they were pretty cool uh, yeah i fought, fought my first like bt boss uh when i get to the dock of uh i forget exactly what the place are they all was. like fucking new donk city or something <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> no they're all something else but I, I got to like a dock area and you have to fight like a, a boss bt that that uh troy baker's character throws at you i think i remember and that actually we- the boss seems pretty meh. Like, I didn't get hit once, and I was just throwing grenades. And it was kind of... Like, the one thing that's kind of cool is other people, like, asynchronous multiplayer stuff happens again, where people are throwing extra, like, blood sacks and grenades at you. Yeah. Oh, also, these hemniatic, hemniatic grenades, I think they are, where, like, you, you just... It just uses your blood. Yeah. You start and, to... like, the, the EX grenades you get that just use your poo, and yeah. if you just poo in your base, you get more grenades, and it's so random, but you, I... You I, get I something that... Puts your blood into bullets, which is pretty cool. Uh, like, of course, of yeah, course. It's a good good time. But yeah, dude, I've been very much enjoying that. Uh, and I'll probably play more. The, the The issue I have now is that like my PC is at home and my PlayStation's at Emily's house. So I, I kind of am hot swapping between what I'm playing. Uh, but uh, on top of Death Stranding, I also finished Shredder's Revenge. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. What? Well, now, interesting that you're, you're angry about this because you should I'm not be, angry. But I actually, no, I went to Sean's house. Ryan was over as well and he downloaded it on Switch. And so we played we played three player on Switch and we finished it in one go. Oh, yeah, shit. We've tried twice and only gotten to like, is there much more? Yeah. Or are we getting- no, no, no. no. Uh, when you get Casey, that is the end of the game. Oh, shit. So we're really so close. Actually, quite short. Uh, that would probably be my one like criticism on this game is like yeah. for the forty-ish dollar price tag for it, it feels pretty short. Like it seems like you can get this done in like three hours. Yeah, that's fair. I suppose it just feels like because we've broken it up so much. Yeah, and and I guess like the, the the counter to that is 
we are playing in story mode and there is an arcade mode, which I feel like is it's like the correct way to play it, where you have three lives and you need to get through the entire game on That'd one cool. credit. That'd be cool. Which would be really difficult, I imagine. I assume that's kind of what it is. And also, like, there's all these other characters you can play to level up and you get a new one at the end. So it feels like it's you're incentivized to just replay it. And there's all those challenges but, to try and do as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can go back and try and finish all your challenges and replay it, which I feel like is the idea of it. But still, it would have been nice for it to be like 20 chapters instead of 16. Yeah, right. Oh, that's cool. I'm not a... Uh... But very good game. Honestly, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it's probably going to be... At this point, it's probably going to be in my game of the year list because it's so well made. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly in the discussion. This year has been weak so far. And honestly, like, I mean, it's Elden Ring. There really is nothing of the level. <laughs> no, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to win I'd, out for me. <laughs> I'd accept it, but like for me, it's like fucking hell. Imagine if something tops Elden Ring. I can't. I can't imagine that will happen. No, the only way that something's going to top Elden Ring is if God of War is amazing. Yeah, well, which it probably will be, but will it, it be that like be. generationally amazing? You know, I guarantee it doesn't like fucking reinvent open worlds. <laughs> In the way Elden Ring did. <laughs> like it's Let's be careful with the reinventing open worlds, because they they took a lot of lot from Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm just gonna say it right now. That's fair. I mean Like they they definitely borrowed concepts from that to make what they made, and I like appreciate it for sure. They definitely made it their own spin on it, but I don't know if it's a complete reinvention. It's a reinvention of the Souls like genre for sure. But I suppose even it itself kinda had some souls influences as well, like just in Yeah, sure. You know, Zelda didn't have, like, weapon durability. Not to say that's a Souls thing, but it is a Souls thing. Like, you know. Is it? Yeah. There's no durability in Elden Ring, is there? No, I don't think there is. I wonder when they stopped doing that. It's certainly a thing in Dark Souls. but like it is Dark in Souls. Not in all Dark Souls, though. Yeah, you might actually have me there. I might need to check that. Certainly in Dark Souls yeah, anyway, 1. We're getting, we're getting sidetracked regardless, but... Otherwise, that's what I've played this week. That's pretty much it, unless we're talking about PC, where I played some Halo <laughs> Infinite, but we're not talking about PC or Xbox games, so what have you been playing? I've actually gotten into some things this week. Uh, the big one is probably Shadowrun Returns, which is a far better cyberpunk game than Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Shadowrun, is, is it a side-scroller? Or no, no, no. So it's a CRPG, top-down. It's pretty interesting because Shadowrun itself is a tabletop setting like Dungeons and Dragons. So this is like... So it's kind of like Cyberpunk was also a tabletop setting. Yeah. I don't know which one came first. Shadowrun's different is that it's different in that uh, magic has reawakened in the world. So there's like elves and orcs and shit and they're shooting up heroin on the side of the streets. It's like super <laughs> grungy and like... Yeah, one of the games is about like an elder dragon has reawoken in Germany and is just, like, the emperor now. Like, it's just, like, this all-powerful... Makes sense. Like, uh, that that lines up with what I think would happen if an elder, elder dragon shows up and could speak and you'd be like, okay, we do now. Yeah, basically. But they have, like, really cool concepts where, like, you know, you have all, like, ripper docs. You can, like, get, like, cyberware put in and stuff, but that affects you. Are in they the... actually called ripper docs? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that the same? As a, as a cyberpunk? They all feed into each other. Shadowrun is so old that you jack into the Matrix as a decker. They're like the hackers or whatever. Yeah. Before the Matrix came out. Like, this was... They're the net runners of this world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, they all feed off each other. I don't know which one actually came yeah, first. Interesting. But I love the concept cool. of, like, say you're a 
elf mage or a shaman, the more like cybernetics you equip, the the less like connection you have. Less your magic works. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, so it's you don't. I mean, it's kind of like a min max thing. You obviously to just don't equip it. But I love like yeah, the lore of it all. It's like super well written too. So I this got, is on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, it just came interesting. out. Interesting as a CRPG. That's that is interesting. Combat it's, is it, like, it was the trilogy that came out, wasn't it? The Shadow and Trilogy. That's right. Trilogy. I'm playing the first one, which is considered to be the weakest, and I'm having a good time with it. Like uh, Dragonfall. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, but they're they're really good. Combat is just kind of like really light tactical combat. It's pretty simple. There's not a lot going on there. Ah, it looks kind of cool. I'm looking. I'm just looking at some screenshots now. I will say there is, is like. Is it voice acted or is it just reading no, the text as it comes up? Very text heavy, but it yeah, does yeah, like okay. it does really cool shit. Like you know branching choices different things like i like that it doesn't treat you like a child like if you actually like explore areas and like uncover things you can use them later on but like if you don't there's no indication that that's going to be the case and like you know say there's some guy's password you know it'll give you like you'll try and reset your password and it'll ask you security questions and it's like really (laughs) that's pretty good well it's smartly done because like the answers are in the room and you don't have to do it. It's just optional. But, like, if you really dig and read through, like, diaries, you can be like, what was his pet? Like, what was his childhood yeah, yeah. pet kind of thing? That, I like that. I don't know. Sometimes I find that that's a little bit... Like, because the other games do it. Last of Us does it for, like, passwords for shit. And yeah. Even uh, Horizon Forbidden West does it in some places where you need to find a certain access key to something. And sometimes I feel like it's... A little much. I don't know. Not much. Just, like, too... Almost too simple. Well, that's I'm like, what, oh, like here it is, and you're like, that, it's that's this, it. Obviously, it's like I saw it already. I feel like this treats you like an adult. It's not simple, but it's not like stupidly hard. But like, you definitely have to look, and you can't guess it by luck. Yeah. Like, there's too many permutations. But anyway, that's a good one. That's kind of a long term thing. I think I'll get through that. I think they're only like ten to fifteen hours each, and there's three games in the trilogy. Okay. So I'll at least finish the first one and just see how I'm going. Uh, other than that, I picked up Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Or I say picked up. I got it for free as a part of the PlayStation Plus. <laughs> which Wait, is... you're saying I can get it for free? We all can. That's, that's pretty chill. <laughs> and it's great. Like, I never really got into... Like, I appreciate Castlevania. Like, I appreciate what it is, Symphony of the Night. I've kind of, like, tried a few times, but it was kind of, like, too hard and too old for me. This is um, Eager, blanking on his first name, but the same guy. The guy that fucking invented all this shit. The Castlevania guy. Yeah, this is like after he split from Konami, I believe. He's out on his own and this was his first game. It came out like two or three years ago now. It's really good. It's like that same side-scrolling action game, but it's got like cool mechanics. Like you level up. It's a buttload of weapons and like different spells. And it's kind of tough, but at the same time, it's like you can just like level up and, you know, fight your way through it. Yeah, it's cool. I think I'll stick with this too. I don't know. It's scratching an itch. I didn't really know I had <laughs> that you had. <laughs> I did love. Um, yeah, look, it's it's not a game. Like, it's one of those things where I just I, I've come to realize that I'm I'm really bad and I don't enjoy as much the side-scrolling platformer action games. Yeah, I don't think I'm good at them, but it's something that like this isn't something I would normally play, and I'm trying to like push it a little because I think I am getting a bit stagnant lately. Like I'm just like oh, I got nothing to play, and I'm like really yeah, I'm just not branching out enough yeah i feel like that's kind of why i went back to death straining because it's the thing i like about it at the moment i think is that it is so different to anything that i play usually yeah 
and I kind of appreciate it rather than just playing these fucking Ubisoft open worlds every time and be like, Ugh, this is boring. I will say, the reason I picked this up, I don't know where I, I saw the uh, this fucking old video that Eager had made. Apparently when this was coming out, it was like a Kickstarter project and it looked like shit. And there was like a lot of negative feedback about like the art style and everything. And he like, they went back and redid everything, like totally new graphics, new art style. Uh, but the video of him is so incredible. It's like him sitting in like a gothic castle and he's like at the, ed- the head of a table with like a goblet of wine. And he's like, ah, oh, the fans, they hate the artwork. I'll show them and like smashes the <laughs> wine glass. And it's really good. It's, he's just, yeah. he's like a Kojima. He's like this auto yeah. dude, and yeah, it's very stylish. I'm, I'm into it. There's not many of them, but there are a few. Because even um, oh, the name is, I'm blanking on the name, but the director of Final Fantasy 14 and Final Fantasy 16, Naoki Yoshida. That's the one. He's, he seems like another one that seems to be really an up and comer that people really put a lot of weight behind the name. You know, Corey Barlog deserves that title i think like at this point kind of but he's not even directing the next god of war well that's true actually well like and same like neil Druckmann feels like he's kind of i'd put him doing in his own thing uh, i think i would too based on like his past but also he had bruce straley with him early on so it was both of them that's he's true. kind of only that's taken true. over kind of since uncharted 4 but he had amy hennig at least to start uncharted 4 so the last of us is really his only like auteur moment okay that's a good one i'm trying to think We're, we've got god howard of course. I guess so, but from what I can tell... Well, I mean, look, we're talking Skyrim. Uh, I guess he... No, he is. Yeah, true, true. It, God Howard, for sure. Like, that Fallout uh, 4 reveal is fucking just the biggest mic drop moment in all of gaming history. Like, that showcase where they came out and showed Fallout 4 for the first time, it was just, like, on another level. And he himself was so incredible about it. Like, that was a good uh, one. Speaking, speaking of that, actually, I... Starfield, I, I forgot what Fallout 4 looks, looked like. Yeah. And I was watching di- Digital Foundry's analysis of the Starfield reveal, and they do a lot of side-by-sides with Fallout 4 because it's obviously the direct comparison that you can do right now. Starfield looks way better. Like, I substantially. Mean, yeah. It's just compared to everything else out at the moment, which was the case I know, I know. with but Fallout. That was the, the case with Fallout, right? At the time, yeah. It's so... So I think like really you can only compare Bethesda with Bethesda in terms of if they are getting better and they definitely like it looks way better. There's definitely issues still, but definitely uh, an upgrade. And, and I'm only saying this now that I have a PC. And you can play it. <laughs> what else we got? I'm sure we like just forget. I mean, there's like Ken Levine. You know, like that's that's hard. True, to but like, deny. When, like uh, we haven't heard from Ken Levine for eight years. Yeah, but it's. I mean, we hadn't heard of fucking Eager either. Since Bloodstained, like it had kind of been... Well, that's true. But I guess I, I, if you think about Kojima, like Kojima has seems to be able to have multiple games in the fire at any one point. You've got well, Neil Druckmann who seems to as well. No, I mean, not really. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. Like Miyazaki is who you're thinking of. Like Kojima really had... Well, Miyazaki like, for sure. There was like Metal Gear Solid Five, and then fucking Well, no, Death I'm thinking Stranding. since he took on just Kojima Productions. Death Stranding was obviously the beginning of the studio and it was their first game but i imagine they have that project with xbox and i he made a point to say that he they still have a good relationship with sony so i assume that they're doing an xbox game and a playstation game and if it's at kojima productions he'll have direct say over both of them yeah it's just worth mentioning there was a big gap between metal gear solid 4 and 5 he was in fucking development hell for a 
many a moon with that one. But as a for for sure. But again, I think that a lot of that comes down to having to work with Konami and dealing with all the the suits there. Whereas Death Stranding took them three years, which is honestly remarkable considering it what is. It's came funny. Of it. It is and it isn't because you can kind of tell because it's not a very detailed world in terms of like, you know, the environment. Like it's all there. Yeah, and it's you true. Can, you it's can true. clamber over it all, but it's like pretty bare, pretty barren. You can see how they managed it in three years. It's yeah, not to take anything away from it. But anyway, we digress. Govinda, could I interest you in some quickfire news? Govinda, here's a hot little toddy. Overwatch 2 will support 120 FPS on PS5, in addition to VRR, and it will also have different performance options. That one is becoming more and more common. I, like, I don't even know why we uh, quibble about that. Yeah, so this is pretty cool. I, in a moment of weakness, nearly bought Overwatch 2, because if you pay $60, you get access to the beta that is going on right now. This was before no. you and I got the email... Which seemed to be the next step in progressing to the beta. <laughs> yeah, dude. And even that email doesn't feel like I'm going to get into this beta. No, it doesn't. That email was like, can you please confirm what console you're playing on and you want to do it? Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll talk to you when we talk to you. Bye. <laughs> uh, I actually, it was fun. I wrote this article. There was a great listener, goes by the name, oh, listener, reader, goes by the name of AFCC. He kind of talked me out of it. And I'm really glad he did because he picked it up and he was like, Please don't. I was reminiscing about my old diva days and bought it in a moment of weakness, but it's totally not worth it. Played three games, two of them were the same maps as the original Overwatch, and there's only two new champions. I'm done with it. I don't understand. Like, how, how do they think they can charge $60 for a beta of a free-to-play game? Well, you're technically buying the Founders Pack, which comes with a bunch of shit, like currency and skins and whatever, and yes, it gets you early access to a free-to-play game that will be free to play in October, I believe. This seems like, uh, at this point, Overwatch 2 is really feeling like a money grub because I'm, I'm it is. presumably, <laughs> I'm, presumably I'm going to lose all of my skins from Overwatch 1. That I don't know. If I do, I'll be like, I'll be salty. Like, cause that, I'm like, okay, so you give me two new heroes, which you were giving me new heroes every season anyway, and a couple new maps, which again, you were doing any, every season in Overwatch anyway. So what's the you, all that you did was just reset everything, take away all my shit, and make me buy stuff again? I think it's interesting to me. I was looking at the playable heroes that because I didn't play the original outside of like the first year or two it was out. Like there is a shitload of heroes now. It's like double what I had access. Well, I'd to. like to see the list that you saw and the heroes you don't know because I think a lot of them were probably in Overwatch one. No, I, I did have a good look, and like there's two brand new ones. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but no, nah, it's fine. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it anymore. But uh, look, I it's cool that they're going to offer 120 frames. It feels that'll be nice on console. I assume PlayStation Five was always apparently meant to have 1440p support, which we still don't have, and uh, they have n- not spoken about it since. Yeah. But with the the new monitors coming out, I feel like it, it'll tie in pretty well with that because they can do 120 frames on both and s- 240 on the 1080p one, which is pretty incredible. I still can't tell the difference. Like, PC, I get 120 frames on some things, and to me, it is still just... Like, 60 is... Once it's at 60, I'm fine. I don't need more frames. I truly can't tell beyond that. Yeah. 30 is unplayable now, but anything beyond (laughs) 60 is, like, it feels like overkill. Yeah, diminishing returns at that point. And, I mean, I've got a fucking... What is it? 60 hertz monitor, so V-Sync. 
I lock it to 60 anyway. Is that well, how that works? You wouldn't notice 120 frames a second even if you got it. Well, I mean, I can turn V-Sync off. That's not how that works. V-Sync? I'm going to keep saying So, it. wait, wait. If your monitor is 60 hertz, you can only get 60 frames a second. Oh, uh, then maybe I, it is 120 hertz. Your, your monitor needs to be a higher hertz. Like, 120 hertz will get you 120 frames a second. 240 hertz can go up to 240 frames a second, etc. Et I'll check. Et but, like, the Steam counter goes... I've had 200 frames, you know. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. Like, I have a 60 hertz monitor and I can get 180 frames on something, but it, I'm not seeing the 180 frames. Maybe that's it's what it is, though. It's just what it's producing. So I have a feeling that your monitors are not 100 uh, above 60 hertz. Oh, wait, no. Isn't um, Returnal 120 now? Because I've got a 120 hertz TV. Return? Oh, not Returnal. Uh, we did Borderlands 3, I believe. And At 120. And had an option to go up to uh, 120, which you did. And I think Destiny multiplayer can be 120. Oh, that's well. what it was. It was Destiny. That was yep, Destiny. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, I'd be interested if your monitors are actually 60 hertz and you've been trying to do 120 and not being that like, oh, be... it looks exactly the same. You know what, now that, now that you say that, I think I had the choice between... Because like in terms of monitors, at least back then, it was like 4K or... 120 hertz yeah, was sort yeah, of like yeah, what you were choosing between. Well, that's the issue I have now, right? It's like my monitor is 4K 60, but I want one that can do more because I have a PC now. And that's yeah. why the Sony monitors that were announced appeal to me so much because they have one that does 120 frames at 4K with HDMI 2.1. And that's the monitor I'm definitely going to buy. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, I'd be, you might actually be in a, in a one, you might be in a 60 hertz world, my friend. And it hurts. But, Oh, dude, you took the words out of my mouth. Congratulations. I'm very quick. I've had a lot of Red Bull. I had to take a breath. It was my downfall. (laughs) (laughs) Govinda, it has been discovered that being a loser is the optimal way to play Fall Guys. This is a fun little story, Uh, of course. Wait. Sorry. Really quickly, I'm pretty sure that if you're playing Fall Guys, you're already a loser. (laughs) Classic. Classic. Zing! We're on fire today, Kale. Jesus. Uh, so last week, Fall Guys went free to play. Uh, mm-hmm. This, of course, resulted in, I think they have 20 million players now. There's a whole new, like, battle pass system going on. Uh, very quickly, someone on Reddit discovered that the most optimal way to play is to start a game, jump off the side, and die in the first round, and just keep doing it. When that. you say the most optimal way to play, you mean, like, the, to level up? Yeah, to level up your battle pass to get yeah, yeah, the okay. most unlocks. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I was kind it's of funny too. You say this because I haven't played Fall Guys for a long time, but Sean keeps sending me screenshots, and he's like, "Dude, I keep winning. It's crazy. Like, we've never won Fall Guys before. I've n- I've never won a game. Yeah, and neither had Sean. It was kind of annoying to us, so we just weren't playing it at all. And he's just like, "Dude, I keep winning. I don't understand what's happening." I'd like to uh, check it out. I reviewed it for Twinfinite years ago. I have no idea what it's doing now. Like, well, my assumption now is that he, like it's easier to win because there's like another what. 15 million scrubs in there that have never played it before and don't know how to play it. So you probably match it getting games where there's just 100% freshies in there and you're like, okay. So much of it is just luck too. It's like, you oh, know. dude. <laughs> the amount of times it's come down to like the last two or like I'm doing that King of the Hill one where you got to jump at the crown at the very end and I jump and I miss the crown and I'm like, I want to <laughs> kill myself immediately. It's a beautiful thing. This is... I think some of the biggest news of the week. Uh, Sega is considering making movies and TV shows based on Atlas games. So this is, of course... Yuck. Persona. Yuck. Shin Megami Tensei. uh, Revolting. Catherine. The only one that maybe is okay. Maybe. I think... I was thinking about this. Uh, Catherine would be an incredible movie. 
whether live action, ideally, but it could be animated, I suppose. Yeah. I I think Persona 5 would make a great TV show. No, they'll ruin it, dude. Uh, do you not remember? Okay, it depends who's making it, right? If it's It does. What if it's HBO? <sighs> I guess. My problem is, do you remember the Death Note Netflix movie? Ah, uh, it wasn't there. I watched one. N- no, I'm talking to the one that was, uh, was made by Netflix. I think there was a couple live action movies, but yeah, some of them were that. Japanese. This was the, like... Willem Dafoe? Remember... Willem Dafoe as uh, Ryuk, and it was the cringiest movie. <laughs> and I just don't think, like, Persona has a very specific style. And for one, it has to be in Japan. If they Americanize and be like, oh, it's it's in New York City or it's in San Francisco, I'm going to be like, yuck. And it's like American actors being American. It's just not going to You're right. It almost now, needs to be like a... In Japanese, like literally. It almost needs to be an anime. And lo and behold, they already exist. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So uh, I'm 100% against this. I I think there's some crazy number of PlayStation things that are making movies and and TV shows. And I'm over it. I just think Uncharted and Sonic were slight hits. And now they're like, oh, slight hits. Fucking, are you, uh, that's where you're wrong. They're the reason let's we're going to drown. Sh- in shit the- at the wall <laughs> and see what sticks. And now I think Sega's trying to get on this bandwagon. I think it's a terrible idea. And I think the only way, like, the other problem I have is all the personas, all the monsters are going to have to be CG. And so now you have to have a crazy enough budget that you can support that. Otherwise, it's going to look shit. I'm sorry to tell you, Govinda, but I think this is going to actually happen. Like, they're fairly bullish on this. And if you look at all the fucking re-releases we're getting later this year, like, Persona's going to be bigger than ever. It's coming to Xbox and Switch and everything. I don't doubt it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to be very good. Yeah, I'm not hoping hoping for it to be good. I, I for some reason, thought the Death Note movie was going to be interesting because the director kept speaking about how much he loved the original anime series. And then it came out and I was like, you shit on the anime series, though. You absolutely butchered it. Unrecognizably so. You made Light the weakest, dumbest, so, like, I was like, he's an idiot. And he also has no backbone. And he's not smart. And like, what? You ruined the character. What the fuck did you watch? I haven't seen that. The Dragon Ball Z movie. I was going to say, it was akin to the Dragon... It was Dragon Ball, I think it was called. Oh, you're right. You're right, it was too. And that was egregious. Like, what... (laughs) The fuck, dude? Why is he in high school? Why? Like, I am offended for every Dragon Ball Z fan that exists. Next up, Kavinda, EA tried their hand at uh, some memes, and it didn't go too well for them. Uh, They tweeted, when there are 10, but they only like playing single-player games. This tweet was then ratioed into the ground. (laughs) Uh, This is not the company who you want making fun of single-player games. Notoriously, the, the best comeback, if you go in here, it's just, it's full of dunks. But the best one was from Zach Mombach, who tweeted back, this is the company that shut down my studio and laid off a hundred great developers because we were making a single player game. Dude, and it's crazy because like some of the best games that EA's made in recent years were single player games and their multiplayer ones are fucked. That's true. <laughs> they came back after this. They tried to just keep tweeting through it. Uh, they said, roast well deserved. We'll take this L because... Playing single-player games actually makes them an 11, which was a little... Uh, a little uh, what a, a little, scramble to recover on that one. A little bit too late on that one. Who do you think they got their first warning at EA's social media team for that one? Fuck. Well, that's, that's what you have to remember. Like, obviously, the community manager that did this has no control over their games, but it was a bad... It was a bad call. It was a... I think it was even just kind of gross because they're using, like, a number scale to rate a person. 
Well, that is a meme, though, isn't it? I, I guess it is, but it just, it, I don't know. It, from a company, you're like, what are you doing, you kids? Look, everyone, I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm down with the kids. Kavinder obviously doesn't. He's pretending like he knows what this meme is. I get it. I get the memes. Next up, uh, Sucker Punch has confirmed that there are no infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. This is, I don't know, not really that surprising, but it's interesting to know that there aren't any. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima 2, obviously. Yeah, that's it. Probably I mean, won't be called Ghost of Tsushima, it'd be Ghost of something else, I'd presume, but I don't imagine. Like, okay, I'm going to say this, and I, I know this is an unpopular opinion in the PlayStation community. I think Sly Cooper is mid. It is hella mid. I don't know that I've ever played one. It's just, I, I've tried, and I'm like, this doesn't, it's not fun, I don't get it. I get, it's like a platformer game, a little hero platformer game, I guess, but I like mascot platformer, but I don't. It's a nostalgia goggle game to me. Like, you only like it because you played it as a kid on PlayStation and, like, yeah. you still like it for that reason and it just doesn't do it for me. Infamous, I'm a little bit sad on, but I think Second Son was technically a step forward, but, like, content-wise, a little bit of a step back. Like, the characters and, and everything was a little bit bleh. And I, I personally, I, I'm all for them just leaning into Ghost of Tsushima because that shit is fire. That's a blind spot on my uh, PlayStation credit. Uh, I've only played Second Son. That's the only infamous game. Yeah, it was pre you having a PlayStation. It was PS3, early PS3, and you were an Xbox 360 boy. So I got late PS3. I did own one, but it was late. Infamous 2 was fantastic. Here's another interesting one. Uh, A new Sony patent popped up, and it is for technology that appears to emulate PS3 games on a hardware level and more interestingly I mean I can't even fucking decipher this thing and I wrote this story but it's it seems to want to emulate the hardware itself so things like the oh. the the move controllers right like presumably this is what is stopping PS3 emulation outside no, of the that is that is really uh, bad cell processor and all the other shit that like yes, but I don't. I don't think so. I think they're just trying to emulate the PS3, which then would have to be able to deal with all these peripherals as well. I'm just looking at the pattern right now. I think the cell processor was the biggest kerfuffle in gaming history in terms of hardware architecture. Because I, th- I remember at the time they were talking it up like it's revolutionary and it's not never been done before and it will give unparalleled power to the console. And then it got to the hands of the developers and they were just like what the fuck is this? And why is my RAM segmented and I can't access all of it when I want to? And I think there's this uh, idea now in games where like, oh, later in the cycle though, later in the life cycle, they'll get more out of the console. I'm like, no, that was only for the PS3. Like, get that out of your mind. The only reason that was it was because developers literally had to learn how to get the most out of the console. Whereas like a PS4 and a PS5 are just mini PCs and they can get as much out of it as they want immediately. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild stuff. I will say just on this, this is a Game Rant spotted this. I'm looking at the VGC story. I don't know how you achieve this level of like journalism where you're like checking for Sony patents. That's like not in my wheelhouse at all. So this is like when I used to get stuck on a Bloodborne boss and I would ask you about it and you would just say, get good. Yeah, I guess so. Like that's, that's how you do it, Kale. You just have to get good. Like the uh, Jeff Grubb finding out about the Horizon movie just by finding all the all the yeah, like the, like the casting stuff. stuff. It's I think that was actually also because they're getting tax breaks in Canada. They have to post all the details about the production. Yeah, right. Like publicly post them because the public is technically giving them breaks, tax breaks for it. So 
Uh, but look, I, I would love them to be able to emulate the PS3 because finally I could get my Platinum for Infamous 2 that I've literally think I had one thing to do on there and I just never got it done. But I think there's a lot of games on PS3 that like that's probably the PlayStation I had. I had Look, it was I had it at launch and I had money because I was making my own money at that point. Whereas PS2 yeah. was very dependent on my parents buying me games. Whereas the PS3, I was like, this is my PlayStation. I bought it and I can get all the games I want. And I would like to be able to play them on PlayStation Plus Premium. That'd be cool. And maybe it'll happen. I hope so. I want to play Resistance again. Split-screen co-op where there's just a random second character that just is never spoken to, is never like referenced, but they're there. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, look, I thought this was a pretty weak news week, but it's actually, there's a couple of little things. Like this next one, uh, Mary DeMarl... Uh, she was the writer of Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Mankind Divided, and most recently, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. She's quit, and she's just joined Bioware, and we have confirmation she will be working on the next Mass Effect. Which is a big ad, because I think Guardians of the Galaxy was one of the most well-written games in recent memory. Yeah, did you ever play, like, Human Revolution? Those... I didn't play day. I, I tried to play Deus Ex. Not a game for me. I just, yeah. I really just didn't, didn't get me for some reason. It wasn't the writing that did it. It was just the gameplay. It just wasn't for well, me. Well, ve- very well written games. I was kind of with you. I didn't actually make it all the way through them, but good shit. And yeah, this is a big, uh, big vote of confidence for the next Mass Effect because Andromeda had terrible writing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this is like, yeah. and even three is the the most divisive in the in the series. For a lot of the choices the writing takes in it, so yeah, uh, it's just like even down to like character stuff. Like that was some of the best parts of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like the quips, mm. you want that in a just Mass the back effect, and forth like. and the way, just the way they interact with each other felt. Even though it's obviously not, but it just felt more real than a lot of other games where it feels pretty stilted and corny. Like it was funny without being lame. You know what I mean? Yeah, Guardians. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm into it. That one's tough, though, because we're like, what, two plus years later and we've seen exactly one screenshot? Uh, not even screenshot, artwork of uh, the next Mass Effect. We don't know. We've seen when. artwork? Uh, there's Yeah, there's a picture. There was like a teaser image in the announcement. and that's Oh, that we're... news article we were talking about was that they revealed Shepard existed again. But that was the in the Bioware store. Well, yeah, we don't even know if that was just a mistake Real. or yeah, like, okay. yeah, it's that's a tough one. Moving right along, Govinda, we have very, very, very early gameplay footage of the new Skate, Skate 4, and it's pretty refreshing, honestly. The developers just kind of put it out there. It's fucking wireframe dudes yeah. doing nollies. Well, it's not totally. They they get there towards the end, uh, but they call it, I think they called it uh, pre-pre-pre-alpha footage, where there's still wireframes and stuff, but once you get to the end of the trailer, they actually do have proper like in-game with all the textures and everything in it. And I think they've taken a leaf out of your book. They must be listening to the show, obviously. Of uh, because from what I can tell, it's just called Skate. Oh, I didn't know. I actually thought it was Skate 4. Well, if you look at the trailer, like, and it's, it's called, the, the trailer itself is just called Still Working On It, but the branding at the top is just Skate full stop. Love that. That's the way it should be. So they might be listening to you, and I think they've just called it Skate. And I think it's smart if they're going to do it just to make it, Skate is the platform. Uh, but the kind of most important thing from that is that if you go, you can just Google it, but the Skate Insider program, you can actually uh, put your name down to be a playtester for them. That's pretty and cool. I have done that, and I'm hoping that they let me playtest pre-alpha Skate games, <laughs> and I can feel like a real real dev. Yeah, that's, that's a Part powerful of the QA feeling. team myself, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I just want to play Skate, so I just... 
I'm down. Uh, but yeah, you can sign up on the, just look up Skate Insider Program and you can sign up there. Moving right along, Govinda, Miyazaki says From Software's next game is in the final stages of development. I'm looking at a VGC story here. This comes to us by way of 4Gamer, a Japanese site. They asked Miyazaki, following up on an earlier question, what's going on with it? Uh, he said, <laughs> quote, it's still in development. We are in the final stages of development. This means that since 2016... Miyazaki and From Software proper have been working on three and a half games, and the half game was the PSVR title Duracine. So how does that work out? So we got Elden Ring. So Elden Ring. So Elden Ring was being made in tandem with Sekiro. Sekiro yep. came out first. They <clears> continued <throat> to work on Elden Ring, and then they also had this uh, Duracine game, I which it's I didn't Duracine. know existed. Duracine until I didn't know existed until this exact moment in time. But when they said they had three and a half games, that was after Sekiro, I believe. Okay, yeah. Which, so means, which means they've got... We get rid of Elden Ring, there's two and a half games left. And uh, presu- Duracine was the half game. Yeah, so presumably there's two games left, and I think the general consensus on the one that he's talking about now is Armored Core 6. A okay, that's of From Software's earlier ventures into Armored Core. Do you ever play those? Uh, which... I didn't play them. It's like a mech game, right? Yeah, they were pretty decent. I, when I had a PS2, I played Armored Core. Uh, I think I might have played one. I, I don't know. Mech games never really were my thing, but I, I also, at this point, Miyazaki just doesn't miss. So if whatever they release, I'm going to be pretty into it, I think. My hope out of hopes is that the other one of those games is a Bloodborne 2, and I feel like that'll never happen. No, I don't think but it I will want either. It so deep in my bones, dude. Now, who remade uh, Demon's Blue Souls? Point. I want Blue Point to do a remake of Bloodborne. I think that's the way it should be. They should just keep making new IP. Oh, yeah, will, yeah, for sure. I don't. I will say on them never missing, apparently Duracine is not great. Well, it's a PSVR game on PS4. Like, it's got their name PSVR on it. PSVR 1 looks shit. So. <laughs> they, they put it out. It's... Even they called it a half game, which means it's not even like... They didn't put their full effort in. That's 50% from software effort on, on Duracine, So, Yeah, right. Also, did you randomly see a developer just posted a picture of PSVR 2 and then <laughs> deleted it pretty promptly? No. Well, was it on a uh, chair I, or something? Maybe I did. Yeah, it was Maybe on I a did. chair. And they were like, oh, this is... This is fun. And then <laughs> I think the first comment was like, this feels like you're breaking an NDA. And they, <laughs> they replied like, well, if it was six months ago, yes. And then it promptly deleted the tweet because they probably Love figured it. out that they definitely, 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 definitely broke an NDA. Uh, this one I'm less familiar with, though. So Last of Us and Days Gone Veterans announced new studio and NFT game Ashfall. I don't know that I really looked into this one. Yeah, so this no, game, but- Ashfall, is described as being, quote, the first true Web 3.0 AAA title for PC, console, and the Hedera network, which uses a native energy-efficient cryptocurrency called HBAR. I have no idea Dude. what any of these things are. What an L. Like, what veterans of the, of the industry taken the biggest L because... It's over, dude. NFTs are over. They're done. Give up on it. It's done. What is Web 3.0? That's like metaverse. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Essentially. Like, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but it's like metaverse-y. Like, they're going to build the game and you play it on the blockchain or some bullshit. Like, it's... What a... What a miss. I assume the the idea is that you're using the cryptocurrency as in-game currency 
and it would be linked to your crypto wallet, I guess. Like, I don't fucking know, dude, but... That's an interesting concept, but it will be so gross and shady. Well, NFT games just generally sound shady, and someone's going to have to do, like, a crazy... Like, someone's just going to have to throw money at one and prove the concept, I guess. Yeah. Because just when anyone hears NFT game, I feel like the natural reaction is to, like, recoil and go, Ugh, what? yuck. And that's how I feel about it. It sounds gross. I hate it. Look, Evinda, that's all well and good, but... Perhaps it's time for us to talk about the news we care about. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. In classic, classic long live play fashion, we're just about to talk about the lack of information, sort of, about the God of War release date. And about five hours after we recorded this episode that you're listening to right now, Sony released the information that we are talking about <laughs> it was a real record scratch moment a little ricky ricky as we were immediately irrit immediately downstreamed and blindsided by this information yeah 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 so uh let's just think of the next segment that you're about to listen to as more of a uh discussion about the state of the gaming community yeah at large yeah let's do that and, uh, and we'll just give you all the information about God of War Ragnarok now. Um, because we did get a release date, Govinda. We, we in fact, did. Uh, this was dumped unceremoniously. It was dropped on us like an unwanted turd. There was a PlayStation blog post and a CGI trailer which revealed that the game is coming. God of War Ragnarok will be in your hands on the 9th of November. That's right. It's uh, somehow, I don't know, it's like, it's kind of a good spot. I'm looking at a list of uh, PlayStation releases. So far, all we have confirmed for PS5 is Humankind, the strategy game, uh, on the 4th of November. It's probably going to be fine for yeah. both of them. Um, I, I feel like really, at the end of the day, this was just like a take that Xbox, because not only did we get our first party game out when we said we would, but we also did it two days before your game was meant to come out. And is now being delayed. So which game? Because Starfield was meant to come out on eleven. Oh, of course, of course. Before it was delayed. So well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, Ragnarok has got a whole month to play around, and the next big game for us after that is the Callisto Protocol on the second of December. Yeah. So are you all happy now? Are you all are you all fucking happy now? <laughs> I never You've got will the be. information. No. Shut up about it now. <laughs> okay. No, it's shut uh, the fuck up. We got this CGI trailer. It doesn't really show much. It's just Kratos and Boy, and they're just they're just faffing around. We do get to see Fenrir, Wolf of Norse mythology. Fenrir, Kavinder, I promise to tell you, and there will be no spoilers here. But in traditional Norse mythology, Fenrir is of course Loki's son, along with Jormungandr, the World Serpent. So this is that doesn't make any sense to me, considering what we know about these characters after the last game. This <laughs> can, see, there are... can Loki have a son, dude? What? Sorry, an alarm just went off. That's fine. Uh, time travel is the answer, Govinda. Sure, of time course. Time travel. Course. And that's kind of like what we've done on this episode. Yeah, it's we've very traveled fitting. back in time to give you the information that you needed to know. Yeah, it's quite fitting. Are you concerned about the lack of gameplay that we've seen in this game? We've seen almost none. Yeah, not really. Like, again, we're in safe hands on all that. Like, I don't think... If they didn't delay this thing, I can't see a reason why they why this wouldn't be a fucking 10 out of 10. 
Like this is gonna it's gonna be like the highest quality, whether it hits for us specifically. Yeah. But it's gonna be rock solid. I'm I'm still kind of a little disappointed that it's still coming out on PS4, but I guess they they said this was the last one, correct? I think that's true. Fun little thing about this game, Govinda, uh, there will be a $10 upgrade uh, from the PS4 version to the PS5 version. I can confirm. That didn't answer, that doesn't even tie into the question at all. (laughs) I just wanted to throw it out there. I thought we said we were getting these for free, but I guess no, 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 no. There was a big uproar about uh, what, what was it? Maybe Horizon or something, and everyone was blowing up that they had to pay for an upgrade when they thought it was going to be free. And then PlayStation backpedaled and was like, "All right, all right, but from now on, you're paying for your upgrades." Oh, that that I remember that now. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not talking about this anymore. It's out now. We, it's the the release date is out. Watch the trailer. Shut up about it now, okay? We're not talking about this fucking game until I'm playing it. Okay, I refuse. The only uh, reason we'll talk about it is if a state of play happens and they show extended gameplay. That is, of course, except for the rest of this episode in which we will talk about it. But that's in the past. We're in the future. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you and enjoy the rest of the episode. This one's for you, Govinda. There has been an intense back and forth online that is somewhat concerned with God of War Ragnarok's completely unknown release date, but also has to do with its most toxic fans. So some backstory. The snitch, the enigmatic leaker taking Twitter by storm, has indicated that an announcement was due last Thursday, the 30th of June, for a release date of God of War Ragnarok. Journalists Jason Schreier and Tom Henderson backed this prediction, and when it never materialised, reported that the announcement had been pushed back. There was supposed to be a video showcasing the game's collector's edition with an accompanying post on the PlayStation blog. Henderson claims the collector's edition will contain a one-for-one replica of Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, and various other odds and ends. The reason for the delay will probably never be known. Corey Barlog maintains that the game itself is still coming out this year. Cinematics producer Estelle Tagani then received unsolicited harassment on Twitter in the form of penis pictures in exchange for more information on the game. Barlog, pissed, took to Twitter and said, quote, I cannot believe I even have to say this, but don't fucking send dick pics to anyone on this team or anyone in this industry for that matter. They are busting their ass to make something for you to enjoy. Show some fucking respect, Govinda. End quote. I added that last bit, but it rings true, Govinda. Show some I respect. show the most respect by just saying whatever. Like, it's just, don't worry, dude. Just release it. I'm into this. I, I think this is a fantastic strategy. Think about Specifically, what's Specifically, what, what part game. are you into? What Let part? me tell you. The dick pics, dude. I'm into it. It's a good strategy. No, think about this as a strategy from PlayStation is that they keep l- purposefully leaking when the release date's coming out just to not do it. This is all people have spoken about for months is the fucking release date for it's this game. True. It's true. It's true. They getting... haven't shown or produced anything except hype that's all they're producing is hype and it's crazy i actually think it's going to backfire too because if it comes out and it's just more of the same i think people are going to be upset or like they don't care because if it comes out it's more of the same they've sold the copies they generate the hype it's true it's true i mean tell that i don't cd project red though (laughs) like yeah they got that wasn't wasn't more of the same and that was the problem i think people would have rather the witcher 4 than for them to release a broken cyberpunk Mm. so uh, well, look, for one, everyone needs to just chill yeah, yeah. on just, the internet, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's everyone not cool to, to send the dick pics. <laughs> we'll just say that Everyone just needs to... Yeah, up top, what are you fucking doing? People who send, like, death threats and shit to developers, it's a game. Like, at the end of the yeah. day, 
none of this matters. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Look, like, if it's it, a politician, that's one thing. They're asking for it, <laughs> quite frankly. But <laughs> only if they're white men politicians, they are definitely asking for many dick pics. And I fully, fully support anyone sending white male politicians dick pics. I say it. They're the ones. Uh, sending but like, them. even uh, do you saw the thing about Ron Gilbert? Who just is I, like, I'm not talking about Monkey Island anymore because I just keep getting abused but for it. Yeah, I can't tell. Is, is that is that coming to PlayStation? I almost just... Um, Return to Monkey Island is coming to Switch and PC. So no, it's not coming to PlayStation. As far as I know right now, it's not coming to Xbox either. But I just think it just ties into like, everyone just needs to chill the fuck out. Like, who, like it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, I've said for years, I'm so sick of like what Todd Howard did where he's like, oh, after we do fucking Elder Scrolls 6, we're doing Fallout 5. I'm like, how dare you tell me about a game 10 plus years before it's even here? Like, what are you talking about? I've always wanted people just to be like, hey, uh, so here's the game. Yeah. And it's out next month. Enjoy. Like, that's what I want. Which is so fucking ironic because he is the king of that. That's what they did with Fallout 4. And that was so perfect. They just came out like two months ahead of time. We're like, here's the game. And it's going to be out before Christmas. Mic drop. We talked about it earlier. Like, it was incredible. And he couldn't even learn his own lesson from that. (laughs) Well, I think if you think about it, right, if there's a chance that the the showcase they showed was always going to be shown now and the game was going to come out on the 11th of November. So, they would have been like, here's the game and it's out in three months, four months. It's interesting. If you look into it, like... Uh, from what like people are speculating, like it was Black Lives Matter protests that halted the initial reveal of God of War Ragnarok, and then since then it's just kind of been like pushed down the line. Like again, we talked about this a month ago, but it's it's July now. Like if we still haven't seen the game, if it's coming out this year, it. I mean, I guess I guess they got a couple of months. No, it's fine. Like I I, I really. From what I can tell, this game is coming out this year. From everything that seems to point towards it is, it's coming out this year. I think from what it feels like, maybe they were just like, does this game's clout deserve a little bit more than a blog post? Yeah, it does. And I so mean, maybe they're just they're just going to be like, okay, well, maybe let's get a bit more, like let's get some deeper gameplay and we'll, we have a state of play slated for X time and we haven't told anyone about it, but it's there and we'll, we'll slot in an extra 15 minutes for God of War at the end of this state of play that's coming up. Rather than just being like, here's a blog post with the collector's edition and the release date, which feels super anticlimactic for something that people are literally, like, clamoring for. It's very interesting, because it's sort of like a feedback loop where, like, Schreier and Henderson are doing their jobs, but at the same time, they're feeding this. Like, every time they, like, confirm, they're like, well, no, I I heard, too, that it was meant to be this day. Like, it sets people up for disappointment and that's like where it gets so toxic because you're like but it is only a video game like i was able to fucking move along and enjoy my day <laughs> like it was fine <laughs> it was i just think people well, this is a deeper topic but i feel like people are just dumb i feel like people are dumb like the classic saying like a person is smart but people are dumb yeah you know and i just think i don't know i just everyone just needs to chill it doesn't matter like me finding out today that the game's coming out in November isn't going to change that I'm going to be playing the game in November. Really? You know I, I mean? Because my brain is broken, when you made that comment, all I could think of was that one death is a tragedy and a million is a statistic. You know who said that? Hey, that's Fucking gem. Hitler. Joseph Stalin, actually. Uh, I knew it was someone like that. I was gonna, that was like, it was going to be Hitler or Stalin. It's mm, uh, a, a good one. Well, <laughs> well, it's true, especially when you're commanding a war effort. That is to accurate. Oh, so. oh, when you're feeding millions to the gulag yourself. <laughs> <laughs> F- 
fuck me. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know why people are so up in arms about it. And I don't know why people care so much. Like I, I'm excited to play it, but to, if I'm being really honest, like I'm, I'm Luke, I'm like mid excitement levels for God of War. Like I'm definitely going to play it. Yeah. I don't expect it's going to be what it was when I played the first one, because that was like a mind blowing experience. And I don't expect it's going to do as well because everyone's standards are just higher. I'm noticing a bit of a trend. Like, The Last of Us Part 2 was incredible. I loved it. But people don't talk about it as much. And then that... More divisive. Yeah. And then that was followed up by Horizon Forbidden West, which no one is talking about at this point. Like, that shit had a bit of a pop. It was overshadowed by Elden Ring, obviously. But, like, I think this is going to be the same deal. Like, it's going to come out, it'll get a pop, and then... I don't know. That's how I'm feeling about it. I hope I'm wrong. But that seems no, I, to be... I think you're probably pretty right. And I think that's just the sequelitis, I think, that comes with it. Like, I, I'm going to be honest, like, I was playing Halo Infinite and it's fine. Oh, yeah, it's it's cool. But, yeah, it's not... You've played Halo it, before. so It's, it's Halo. <laughs> it feels just like Halo with a grappling hook. And then they opened did open world. And immediately when I got into an open world, I was like, oh. I will say I'm such a weirdo. And I was this way in the original Halo, but, like... I get my, like, trooper soldiers with me and I got to give them, like, the right weapons and I'm, like, exchanging weapons with them to perfectly, like, equip them and then they just get murdered immediately anyway. But, like, <laughs> something does something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't played a lot of it, but I was just in, like, some complex and I had to, like, disable some silos and some fucking repair drones or something and I was just like, this is fine. Yeah, it's not. There's but it's... Uh, <laughs> isn't it interesting, too? Like, and this feeds into the fucking toxic shit, but, yeah, that's... That's supposedly, like, Xbox's Naughty Dog. You know, that's, like, their biggest IP. And it's just fine. It's just uh, fine. I don't know. But three, uh, look, 343 has been under a lot of fire for the state that Infinite is in currently and the way it came out. And I think... Not to mention the Master Chief Collection. Same deal. I don't want to be that guy. And this is going to sound real ske- skeezy because PlayStation just, I guess, bought them. But, like, they're not Bungie. No, Bungie's run away with the ball at this point. Like, they were second fiddle. But I think Bungie was right to leave Halo where it was because I think where they left it was like this like all time great game, and now it just feels like they're kind of ruining it a little bit. Yeah, Destiny, you know, Destiny's incredible and so consistent yeah. now. Like it's yeah, it just seems like every update they do, every season, all the DLC just seems to be hitting each time. So and they get us every single time. There. <laughs> every single I go time. back back to the news that we care about i think people just need to settle down and this game's coming out when it comes out and nothing's going to change when you're going to play it nothing you're going to play it when you play it and that is that is all that is going to happen what do you think about the snitch this phenomenon i love this uh, shit do you know do you hear the rumors about like where he's getting his info from no no i haven't actually some of the rumors are that oh so anyone who doesn't know the snitch is a twitter he's, account that popped up probably in the last month and I he has just been just before the last state of play, and he yeah. has just skyrocketed to like. I mean, he. Well, he's predicting. He's predicted everything with accuracy since, uh, other than the God of War release date. Release date. <laughs> I just love. So he, for anyone interested, he is at insider underscore WTF. I just love that he has the fucking Tom DeLong profile picture. The what the fuck? <laughs> Blink one eighty two. So, so the general. C- theory right now is that the snitch is working at youtube and has back-end access so he can oh, go, yep. so he they she whatever can go into like playstation's unposted videos oh. and see when they're scheduled to be posted and like get all that information from there 
Pretty much all the tweets are like cryptic little things where you have yeah, to I'm, unpack them, you know? I'm looking at it now. I kind of like it when studios do that. Like, did you ever play, you probably never did, but Steins Gate, you've heard of that? Like the visual novel? No, I, I know only because you've played it. I've never played Steins yeah, Gate. Yeah, I, I really like them. They're developed by the studio Mages. And recently, like one of their games is coming over and like some just a random post on Facebook. Someone was like, when is the English version coming? And they replied in, it just looks like a string of numbers, but it was hexadecimal code. And it just said soon, if you like throw it into Google Translate. <laughs> but it's just like such a cool little, like, why not have fun with it? And then Google it was soon. Fun with it. They announced it next <laughs> week. Like it was. Uh, but yeah, the snitch has been pretty much bang on all of the predictions. I think the snitch was the only one to predict what was going to be at state of play, the last state of play accurately, when all the yeah. joke ones were coming out. And really has come up out of nowhere. And I imagine at this point probably has a good following of people. It's not outrageous. It's sixty thousand. Like he, it. This well, for, is a, for a month's work. That's pretty impressive. It's true. It's who follows him, you know, like yeah. Tom Henderson, Jason Trier follow him. Like this is breaking news. And well, it's, it's a news source now. The snitch is, is reporting something. Like and, like we use Tom Henderson. Tom Henderson is using the snitch. <laughs> and then Tom Henderson kind of used it to become legitimate. I think. Whereas this person, I don't know that they can come out and be like, oh, this is me, you know, I'm here. Oh, I'm no, like, no, I don't think so. Because I think it'll give away where they're getting in their information from. And yeah. I think that'll be bad for them and their probable job at wherever they may work. If it is YouTube, that would it's, be bad. Yeah, well, I'm sure we haven't heard the last from the snitch. I just love it, though. Uh, I like to think it's like look, a Persona-style thing. This is like some fucking part-time hero saving us all from the doldrums of no video game news. But look, final words on this is just everyone just be nice to each other. Games are fun. Just enjoy the ones that you have. The ones that will come will come and you'll play them and you can enjoy them then. Just be nice to people, dude. It's so fine. Everybody be nice to everybody. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been trying to just be positive on our on our uh, Not podcast to me, you Twitter. Know. <laughs> you know? I, I, hey, I retweeted and I liked it. I As to you on the side, I told you that you don't really write the show, but... How fucking dare you? On Twitter, I, I liked and retweeted it. Uh, no, I'm just trying to keep it keep it positive, dude. Re- my retweeted now what, is I just, I, Nothing. My, my new thing now is I, whenever I comment on anything, I talk to anyone on Twitter on our podcast thing, I usually finish it off with games are rad. Oh, that's nice. You, you're trying to be the change you want to see. Exactly, dude. You've really got to bring it up. So anyone, chat to me on Twitter on Long Live, long live, play, long live Pod. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, for uh, anyone... Anyone wondering, Govinda was talking about the heroic tweet. Uh, no one was wondering. In all. which I announced no one wondered. last month. It doesn't matter. I wrote it 106 news articles, seven guides, previewed Cuphead and Endless Dungeon, reviewed Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, and Disgaea 6 Complete, plus wrote and recorded four episodes of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast. I'm going to start posting our show notes after we do a show so people can see how what quote-unquote writing a podcast looks like because this I is told you shit, I, ain't, I ain't giving you my goods that costs money you get my sloppy seconds <laughs> whatever, whatever dude what fucking ever I'm so sick of your shit sometimes Fuck. it's time for me to go and have pizza now apparently this has been episode 57 which is kind of hard to believe at this point but it is and mm. I have been me and Kale has been him I think can you confirm or deny that uh, yes I, I can Cool, cool, cool. Uh, this is Long Live Play. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod if you want. Please do. That would be fun. Games are rad. And have a great week.
I am the snitch. Goodbye. <laughs>